0: This ad free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello, and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Danny Faith Leonard, a writer, comedian, and producer. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. From a uh, sort of lovely, uh, beautiful moment back into the the weeds of a slightly gross problem, um, and I feel I feel comfortable calling this problem slightly gross. We're we're facing a slightly yeah. gross problem, um, but that will be the last uh, one that we have to solve for the day, and hopefully we can do so um, with relative expediency. So, I will read it. The subject is washing my hands of my friend. I wash my hands before and after cooking, eating, and after using the bathroom. This usually adds up to between 10 and 15 times a day. I thought of this as normal. I hadn't seen one of my friends in person since before the pandemic, even though we video chat a few times a week. We recently spent a weekend away together and things seem to have shifted. First, she rolled her eyes at me for washing my hands after eating wings. And then I noticed that she doesn't wash her hands after using the bathroom, or flush the toilet. When she has dirt under her fingernails, she cleans it with her teeth and spits it out, or worse, doesn't spit it out. Every time we ate together, she had food on her face, sometimes her hair, sucked her fingers clean, and got her steering wheel and cell phone greasy from her dirty hands. She picks her nose constantly. I try to be polite and avert my gaze, and occasionally hand her a napkin when I get one for myself, but my stomach churned every time she touched my hand or tried to hug me. Part of me is worried she'll make herself sick, but mostly I was just skeeped out. Now, even when we video chat, I have to end the call whenever she eats or starts putting her hands in her nose or mouth. She never mentions any other friends, and I worry this is affecting the rest of her social life. I don't know what to say to her, but I think I should, both for the sake of our friendship and her well-being. I know it's cliche to frame a question like you're concerned about someone's health, but I really am. I don't know how to express that if she wants to come stay with me for a weekend, as we've discussed previously, she has to wash her hands. Maybe I'm more sensitive about dirty hands than other people, but I don't want her touching my doorknobs or remote controls. What can I say? If anything, I'm sure there's some deep internal philosophies we all have about our personal hygiene that can conflict with others, but I'm worried this will escalate to a point where we can't be friends. I, I had notes on all of these because I've, I've started like taking notes so I don't just ramble when I answer them. And the other ones, like I had a couple of substantive lines, and this one was just like, yeah, this is gross. Like That was just my sort of first reaction. I was like, I agree with you. I think you're being reasonable. You've described the situation in a way that seems accurate and relatively clear-eyed. Uh, it sounds gross.
1: It sounds gross unless it's also the writer being a little bit fixated on it. Like, I wonder if the, sometimes the more you notice something, the more you notice something. Um, but you know, at, at first when I read it, I felt like, oh, washing your hands 10 to 15 times a day sounds really excessive. But then, so then I started counting how many times I wash my hands. It's, it's not that excessive. It's, uh, if you, if you washed your hands every time you went to the bathroom and after you cooked and, cleaned, it would probably be about 10 times. So I like, you know, I don't necessarily feel like this is a person who's obsessed with cleanliness, but but it it sounds like the pandemic might have impacted this person. It it's possible, I think a lot of people who, especially if um if the friend had had spent a lot of time alone during the pandemic, it's possible that that this was the way that her, her life was impacted by it. And maybe there is a, a, like a really compassionate conversation that can be had as long as it comes from genuinely that place of concern instead of a place of judgment. Yeah.
0: And you know, I I think it's always useful to say like, it's one thing to just acknowledge like to this letter writer. Yeah, that's gross. Um, And then to also acknowledge, because again, it seems like she has pretty good um, like gut reactions here. Like, that is not the same thing as saying your friend is gross, like, permanently stamped with the word gross and doesn't deserve, like, love or friendship. That's not the same thing. Um, and also, you know, I, I there are a number of different possible uh, backstories that could include varying degrees of, like, mental health issues, could include various, like, you know, possible politicalizations against hand-washing. Like, some people, just as they've gotten really politically activated about the even idea of masking, also get really, like, it's my God-given right not to wash my hands and die of dysentery, and that's weird. There's also, you know, like, every couple of years, like, the USDA will, like, do a, you know, a, a test where they're like, we got a thousand people into a kitchen. We told them all to, like, assemble a salad and make a turkey burger and then we watched to see if they washed their hands and like 10% of people actually washed their hands effectively and everyone else just sort of like gestured at the faucet and you know so there's also just that element of like lots and lots and lots and lots of people just don't mean sort of like the basic everyday you know that's part of why like the beginning of the pandemic every messaging point was about like you have to wash your hands for so much longer than you have been washing your hands so there's also just like an element of like this is not unheard of human behavior. So I guess I just want to say like, I I don't want the letter writer to feel like there's only one possible explanation. So whenever you do bring this up, just like don't speculate too much. It could potentially involve something sensitive. It could potentially involve like a weird commitment that you're not aware of. It could just be she's not very aware of herself in those moments and you are. Um, So don't, don't speculate or assume that you know why. Um, and and have the sort of like general, uh, you know, respect and patience that like, if she does reply with like, this is really hard to hear, I've been incredibly like depressed, and this makes me feel really overwhelmed, like reply to that with compassion, which I think you would. Um, So I feel like we've sort of like done, I, I don't want to spend any more time like, assuming or, or saying like, this is obviously because she is depressed. You need to like help her get a depression diagnosis. That's the only reason, like it's a possibility, but you don't have to assume that that's it. If that makes sense.
1: Right. It could be, it could be multiple reasons, but, um, I, I am going to say that it did make me crave chicken wings,
0: it, it it had <laughs> sort of the opposite the letter, effect on me, but I'm really glad. Um, that I will it brought you some I will joy.
1: question whether or not I should lick my fingers afterwards. Yeah, I mean,
0: again, like uh, I think some of this was like it's one thing if like somebody occasionally licks their fingers after eating chicken wings, versus as part of a pattern where you're like, I was with her all weekend. She hadn't washed her hands after several bathroom trips. Yeah, she's getting food on her face and in her hair frequently. And licking her fingers clean, like yeah, some of this like adds up. It's not that there's always like the the biggest things. I think are not washing her hands after using the bathroom. That's pretty important. Um, yeah, and then you know some of the other stuff is like equal parts hygiene and also just general like social awareness and respect for others. Like um, that certain types of grooming, it's generally expected that you will do in the privacy of your own home in your like bathroom like um if somebody wants to occasionally like pick their nose in their bathroom with the door closed and then wash their hands like i'm not going to break down the door and get mad at them um but if they're going to do it on the bus it's going to make some people's afternoons you know unnecessarily worse um so definitely you know um I think the like for me the biggest issues would be you pick your nose in front of me, you don't wash your hands, you know. I'm aware there are at least some environmental reasons that some people have for not flushing the toilet after just peeing, and like, I guess you know. But like, I, I think if you're on a road trip with a friend or like staying somewhere together, if they have to like unexpectedly lift the toilet lid and like see what you have left there, that's a little like soul crushing. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's reasonable to say, like, if you're going to stay with me, I would appreciate it if you would flush after you use the toilet. Um, I think those are reasonable requests. And again, I I get that letter writer, you don't want to come across as like excessively judgmental or make your friend feel like you think she's repulsive. Because, you know, partly because that's not kind and partly because shame is often a really counterproductive uh, motivator. Like shame often uh, motivates people to continue doing the thing they are doing that causes shame rather than inspires them to change. um so I can understand why you feel anxious. I think all you can do is begin by saying there's not a great way to say this, and I don't feel super comfortable <laughs> bringing this up, so I'm just sorry um but I do have to mention this um because it 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 you know affected our last trip. Um, and that was that you don't wash your hands after you use your ba- the bathroom. You pick your nose in front of me, pick your teeth and, and eat what's or you pick your nails and eat what you have found. I don't know if anyone's mentioned this to you before. Um, but uh, it, it, it's it's you know un, unhealthy as well as like difficult for me. And um, I would like you to not do those things. Um, and in fact, it's really important to me that you not do those things. Um, if we're going to spend like sustained time traveling or staying at each other's houses again together, how does that sound? You know, like you, then you ask her, like, do you think you feel up for that? Does that seem reasonable? Um, and then really listen. Cause that will give her the opportunity to either say like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Or, you know, um, Oh, that's kind of hard to hear, but you know, now that you mention it, like I've been having a really tough time. I guess I hadn't realized like how uh, unself-aware I was in those moments. You know, hear how she reacts to that, or maybe she's just gets really mad and defensive. And you can say like, I get that this is really personal, and I'm I'm really sorry. I don't want to disrespect you, um, or or uh, tell you too much about how to live your own life. Do you need some time? should we have this conversation again later like you can sort of read the room does that seem reasonable i mean again it's like it's not going to feel great but this is never a conversation that you can finesse so beautifully that it's going to feel comfortable from start to finish
1: right i think it's no matter what this is a difficult conversation but i think that if it if it truly is coming from a place of concern i i think that hopefully that will be something that the that the other person will will understand and um, you know, maybe, maybe she's not self-aware that that this is even something that she's been doing and um and that hopefully this conversation will be a helpful thing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I think those are specific requests that you can make of her. You don't necessarily then let a writer have to add, I'm concerned about your like you can certainly say like, I'm worried about the hand washing. That seems like a health concern, but like you don't have to then go, you don't have to start moralizing or like go into a lot of detail like. Say the thing and see how that lands before you you worry about, uh, you know, anything else. Um, and um, yeah, just as, as you said to us, just got to wash your hands. That's it. You're saying something very simple. It's not exactly comfortable, but it is blessedly straightforward, which is just, you got to wash your hands, buddy. Non-negotiable. Um, and then you just, that's it. You don't need to like have a long monologue about like different philosophies. Um, or, or anything else, um, just say that is my, that is something that I need from you. If we are going to spend time together in person. And I also hope that you do it, uh, from now on in all areas of your life because it is important. Um, but you don't have to finesse that one. Just say it respectfully and, and plainly. And then it's also a question of like, if that conversation goes well, if she's committing to like trying differently, if you even like have maybe a meaningful conversation about some of the underlying issues that that brings up. Um, Then it's also a question of like, do you feel like she has like good resources uh, or, or that you can kind of trust that she'll handle the big stuff. And so you can kind of gauge ahead of time if we have a mostly good weekend together, but I feel really on edge or I'm like having to constantly remind her and she is not yet at a place where she is able to, monitor herself effectively what are my options can we have like a check-in after half a day can I ask her like how she feels about in the moment corrections does she just feel awful when I'm like hey you didn't remember to wash your hand like maybe you feel okay bringing it up but she's just like I felt like I was being watched the whole time and so that might be an issue that comes up and or you might feel like I don't want to have to like walk her through all of this I want to have one conversation with her where I let her know you need to figure this one out. I'm happy to like send you a pamphlet on hand washing or something, but like I just want to be able to list the top three or four things that I want you to stop doing and for you to basically take ownership of those tasks. I'm so sorry I said take ownership of those tasks. Like we're at a horrible meeting um, and, <laughs> and I'm like using corporate buzzwords, but like you do want her to take ownership of those tasks, I think. You don't want to be constantly reinforcing it so you know that might be again if the first conversation goes okay um the next conversation might be like what would checking in about this again in the future look like what is too much checking in what's hovering um and then you know for you to say to yourself like what are my negotiable points like i don't know uh she's got a little lettuce in her hair, maybe you can let it go. Or if you're just like, nope, that's really like, that makes me really nauseated. Then just like, sometimes you're going to have to point stuff out in the moment. You know, sometimes that's just like universal friendship thing is like, if somebody has something in their teeth or hair, um, rather than going real internal and having a big monologue about whether it's like upsetting or shaming, just say like, oh, you've got something in your hair and then hand somebody a napkin or a wet wipe.
1: Stick to the facts. I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But like, Reasonable request, not incompatible with the love or respect that you might feel for her. Um, you can make this conversation happen without, you know, telling her that she is repugnant um or or irredeemable, but neither do you have to pretend it's not a big deal um, and just plow straight ahead. I think that's the best, like I think when it comes to issues of like cleanliness or hygiene, um, any sort of like verbal squeamishness uh makes it so much harder which is of course difficult to avoid because you feel squeamish about such discussions um but the the most helpful you can be with someone is like a little brisk which is just like this needs to change it's not okay but you are not like you know uh, beyond hope like this is just a it's a solvable problem it's a solvable problem you can fix
1: this i agree and uh, you know i i wouldn't expect that the other person is necessarily going to have a great response to it but i but I think that, um, you know, uh, with the way that the letter ends, um, by, you know, being worried that this is going to ex- escalate to a point where we can't be friends. It sounds like the letter writer is already, already knows that a conversation does need to happen.
0: Yeah. As the childhood rhyme goes, uh, can't go over it. Can't go under it. Can't go around it. Gotta go through it. Um, and and I think that's just it. Like you've already gotten pretty close to your breaking point here. So, it's just time to name it. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form. Or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.